What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 31 of the FUD Pod. Hey! Well, 31, here we go. Rock and roll. What is that? Wait, 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 wait. That's 69, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Only 69 more episodes, Sean. And you're free as a bird. Or I'm, I'm looking, if you're a selfish lover, 68, you do me and I owe you one. There you go. <laughs> Have you actually ever done that? A 68? Yeah. Yes. I've never done that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've never actually, no, 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 no. I've never pulled the hole. You get me. I owe you one. I've never done that. <laughs> it's like, what is that old cartoon? Just getting a blowjob, dude. Oh, I know that. I got that. Yeah. But. I'm actually never mind. I had something else in my mind as I was thinking about it. But. Well, like a, if I you, know, you give me a burger today, I'll pay you on Wednesday. <laughs> it's like you're in like the actual 69 position, but you refuse to do anything to her. You're just sitting there like, no, not yeah, doing it. I'll get you later. <laughs> I got you. Later. <laughs> I'm sure that would work out well. <laughs> you're just looking up at it. You're like, nah, not happening. <laughs> I don't know what that's been. That would be so weird. You just like, yeah, not even like participating in the act because you're just watching like a pair of legs like flail in front of you. <laughs> I mean, not flail. Well, you know, reversed. it's just like, yeah, this is happening. <laughs> unless it's reversed and you're on top and you're just refusing, but you won't get up. You're just like, what are you doing? Like drilling for oil? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're always <laughs> drilling for oil and sitting on top of people's faces. Sean, what are you doing? That yeah, legs flailing? Yeah, legs are flailing. <laughs> hey, man, some people, they can't control themselves when they're in their act. I don't know. You, never, you, you don't really know somebody until you get them in that real, you know, intimate state. So they could just be like a dead fish or, you know, inflatable air guy. Yeah. I mean, do you do that too? Are you like throwing his hands up in the air like that? Are you flailing your arms like that too? Yes, yes. Like uh, one of my favorite things is like you know when I'm you know like I don't want to like offend the viewers here or the listeners, but when I'm performing doggy style, you know, I'm just like whoa, whoa. You're like, what are you like the wacky inflatable tube man guy or whatever that that guy's called? I'm having the sex. Whoa. <laughs> 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 <sighs> having the sex. Working it. Working it. Talking freaky deaky stuff here, man. Like open the show up with this. Uh-huh. <laughs> no warm-up. <laughs> no warm-up. Not even, man. Straight to the uh No foreplay. Yep. Not, Straight man. to the core. Yeah. Dry. Dude, now I'm gonna be picturing like, yeah. like ram it down. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. I think I might have to. He said picture, so he's just thinking about you boning. Dude. No, I'm not. I'm picturing. Uh-huh. I'm picturing Sean throwing his arms up and making that noise that he's doing. This face. Yeah. <laughs> no, picturing him boning. I'm not picturing him boning. I'm just. It's almost like the part of like. Um, no, no. It's like the part with on um. Office space where he's sitting there and he's dreaming of what's his name. He's like, 
Yeah. Lumberg? Yeah, Lumberg. It just shows her leg. Or the O face. And he's holding the coffee cup and he's sitting there like talking. That's what I'm kind of thinking of with Sean. It's like you don't really see anything else. You just see Sean from like the chest up. He's like, oh, oh. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you see. That's kind of what I was thinking. And that's why I'm married. No, No, it's Sean from the chest up. Yes. Well, and that's why I'm married, man. You know, you couldn't keep me. You couldn't keep me, man. Somebody had to snatch me up, man, with those moves. Shit. That's marriage quality. <laughs> Look at that. Look Dude, at that technique. <laughs> I'm just telling you, man, that's some that's some that's some knowledge technique right there, man. That's shit you only learn when you're married. I was born with it. Oh, you oh, oh so you've been doing you've been doing this number for for years. This is, that's one of your go-to moves. Yeah. Well, I wanted to perfect the no-handed masturbation technique, and it turns out inflatable air guy was the best best way of handling. <laughs> All right. Oh my god. I'm very. It's hard. It's hard to you know please yourself when you're a germaphobe. You know, yuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey man, you just fuck those germs into oblivion. Uh huh. <laughs> Why are you throwing them into oblivion? (laughs) (laughs) What what do people from Bolivia do to you? (laughs) God. Oh, my gosh, man. And for Bolivians, man. They just didn't mind their own business. Hey, hey, we already kicked up. People are putting stuff in you. That's right. (laughs) Germs. Germs. Dude, we already kicked up enough, you know, Dirt with the UK, the royal family. <laughs> we're going for everyone. Hey. Biological warfare, man. Hey, Bolivians, <laughs> watch out. We're going to be sending you some Bolo Young freaking Bolo balls in your teeth. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Get you impregnated with the baddest dude on the Oh, planet. yeah, the tapioca. Bolo Young, son. Dude, I've been watching. Why are we giving them Bolo Young? Why don't we keep Bolo Young for ourselves? Do you want to so get a. Do you want to get? Oh, you you want to go ahead and and take some of Bolo Young? Do I personally? No, we're gonna put it into our people, so that way we have the baddest dude creating more of the baddest dudes. (laughs) Makes the way it sounds like to me is that Belk wants to you know personally take in some Bolo Young juice. What it sounds like, I mean, first off, Bolo Young's not bolo young anymore he's kind of bolo old (laughs) (laughs) but he's trying to to get his seed out there well that's what i'm saying it sounds it sounds like what if he's like the real life uh was it jango fat jango fat he's cloned himself through bolo teas dude whatever juice bolo young was taking in the 80s all of them i'll take some of that (laughs) yeah ocean spray capri sun (laughs) <laughs> Tang. Yeah. Tang. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you think he's drinking Ovaltine? That's not juice, dude. <laughs> no, but I mean, he's, he's he's taking some stuff. He was he was doing that drink, the great hey, drink. Hey, isn't bull? All right, bull young. Isn't um, <laughs> isn't uh, Ovaltine powder like yeah. like chocolate milk, right? He was snorting that shit. Yeah, I was about to say, what, he's just doing rails? He was snorting that in the other nostril. Well, because remember, cacao, that's supposed to get you jacked up. Remember that whole, like, that cacao craze happened, like, a few years ago? He was was just a... From the cacao? Yeah. From the cacao. From the (laughs) cacao. 
Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, if you do if you do bumps off at of the Decal album, you're supposed to get extra high. I don't endorse that. That's a myth. I made that up. I think the Tacalian Stallion is coming out with his own like athletic wear line, like Tacal <laughs> Athletics or something like that. What? Yeah. If you do a bump off the Live Biscuit album to the Tacal part, you'll get the same thing, man. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, so he has his own uh athletics line. The you're talking about Method Man. Yeah, man, the Tacalian Stallion. Yeah, I was about to say, we're talking about <laughs> yeah, Cali is telling that's funny. Yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, Holy shit. I mean, M-E-T-H-O-D. would it be a good time to do the DJ? Meow. Meow. Oh, man. I didn't know if you're going with DJ Meow or if you're going with DJ Lethal. No, going Meow. What's Matthew's Bridge? I don't like it's it's kind of weird like how new metal is starting to kind of rear its head a little bit into the nostalgia wave and starting to make its runs. It's gonna be classic rock here soon, man. You know, I mean, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny. I was definitely listening to Limp Biscuit, Corn, and Slipknot when I was like ten, eleven, twelve. Hell, I'll even throw Pod in there. So let me ask you something real quick, Sean. Just for everybody, I already know what the answer is well. going to. I already know what the answer is probably going to be, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to go ahead and say it anyway. So, if new metal becomes classic rock, so all the shit from like when I was a teenager, like Metallica stuff like that, and from the '80s that they considered, cla- you know, classic metal, you know, classic rock, like Iron Maiden stuff, does that fall underneath the category of oldies? Golden oldies. Is that You're like that no category. Like, does is there like a separate thing now where it's become oldies? <laughs> yeah. That's you know, bullshit. Is that to me, I don't know, man. Situations are situational. Or does it just stay classic rock and it's just different decades of classic rock? That's because yeah, like, I think you listen to the oldies and they'd be like the best of the forties, fifties, and sixties or whatever. Right. Well, that, yeah. You know, as time gone on, it's they had to add decades in there. In right. there. So it's like you know the forties, fifties, sixties. And 70s, and now Dude. the 80s. Because yeah. think about it, this is the first time we've ever recorded our music. You know, this is the first, this is the first, I mean, we don't have, you know, platinum albums from the fucking, <laughs> the Egyptian, that would be kind of nuts, though. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, what if Dude, Moses, back had, in Moses times, had a platinum album? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, I guess there was... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I guess I mean technically, I guess they're like compositions and stuff, but like still, like I don't think the first like gramophone or or, or like actual recording didn't happen until like the 1800s. So yeah, this is kind of yeah, this is a I never thought about that. This is the first time we're actually able to do this, and like you're saying, classic rock is just a giant, giant index. So you remember when you'd uh, you'd wake up at. I don't know, like two, three o'clock in the morning, or maybe you stayed stayed awake until like two, three o'clock in the morning. More like maybe it. even four or five o'clock in the morning, and yeah. there'd be those uh, infomercials going on about this is the greatest collection you'll ever be able to buy, and mm-hmm. it's this Michael time Bolton. and this yeah, time yeah, yeah. only, and it's every artist you can think of from the late fifties mm-hmm. to the late. 80s or the early yeah what was that Hermit late Bam? 80s 
Herman's Hermits? Yeah. They were always on there. So is Mario Speedwagon. So do you think they're going to pull – do you think now we'll come around and pull out, like, a trump card of, like, we're re-releasing everything from now one (laughs) to now 300. (laughs) (laughs) The 90s until – On wax. I'm I'm waiting for – you know, the day when you cut on the radio and it's like 103.7, all your oldies. And here we go with, I did it all for the nookie. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude. What I'm waiting for is one of those infomercials that come on, moment, and, you know, come on at like three in the morning. It's like, welcome. And this is the best of classic rock. And your host tonight, Tom Araya from Slayer. And he comes walking up there. It's like, yes, I am hosting this show. To tell you about the greatest and classic metal albums, and it's just nothing but thrash metal and crap from like the eighties and nineties. And that'd be kind of cool. He replaces the dude from Mario Speedwagon as the host <laughs> of this show. You think that'd we'll be have, nuts. Uh, Ricky Rat from uh, Ricky Rackman from uh, Headbangers Ball. Yeah, maybe if they have like a you know who knows, man. Maybe they bring in him and. Uh... Wasn't it Jamie Jossa hosting Headbangers Ball? <laughs> after, yeah. yeah, after Ricky yeah. Ragnos, Jamie Jossa. Yeah, the Jamie Jossa, I mean, I guess was kind of, yeah, that was like a more serious take of Headbangers Ball, wasn't it? Yeah, they, they had more, it was more. Just like a bro-y thing. It was, that, more, it was more like heavier stuff than what yeah. they used to play on like, so when, when I was a teenager, Headbangers Ball, they still played. They played mostly metal, but they also would throw in some, like, whatever was popular in terms of the metal scene at the time. Like, that's why you had bands like Saigon Kick that got thrown on there. It's like, please tell me who, if anybody knows who the hell Saigon Kick is. They used to have, like, a Headbangers Ball top 10 before Headbangers Ball actually came on. So it was like a, it was like the, what was that? The TRL? Like a TRL type deal. Yeah, and uh, they would have like a top ten, and they had this song, uh, "Love Is on the Way," right. and it's like, dude, yeah, and that song was on the top ten for Headbangers Ball for a few weeks. But guess what? Number one, like when I first started listening to metal and watching Headbangers Ball, number one every week was either a Metallica song or a Pantera song. Yeah, I mean, I believe it. I believe so, it. I mean, sounds right on par. Yeah, that's the. I mean. That was what I mean, dude. This is when um, around what time did uh, around what time when Cowboys from Hell released what album was Metallica on? Was that the Black album already, or is that Cowboys Injustice? From Cowboys from Hell came out in ninety. The Black album came out in ninety one. Oh, okay. So they're like in the, like in the yeah. transition from Injustice to Black album. Yeah, because Injustice right? came out. Justice came out in eighty eight. Uh-huh. And so they did. There's a three-year d- difference between the albums okay and then but then uh what you call it um second pantera album came out what 91 so you 90 91 or 92 they did back-to-back albums they did so, cowboys and then the other one really quick here's my question do you think that pantera's next album would have been like their black album which you talk about uh, far beyond driven no, oh, like right. after reinventing the steel. That's when they go to poop. What do you mean? Yeah, well, would, would that better like their shitty album? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, because I mean, 
Um, because reinventing the steel wasn't, I mean, even though in my personal opinion, Metallica, that was the album that kind of changed them completely. But I mean, like referring to black album, that song, that album is still on the billboard charts. So it's obviously the most popular metal album of all time. So I would not constitute reinventing the steel on that kind of level. Okay. So maybe not their black album, but load first thing Metallica did after black album. Oh, that was uh, so after that was load, load and reload. Yeah, you think Pantera or whatever had that change where they're like, I think they think now. I think they were on their way, man. Only listen to their first four because I mean, but you you even said you had to re-listen to reinventing the steel. Y'all both said that it wasn't as bad as everybody made it out to be. I didn't say I had to re-listen to it. I I, was the one saying, okay, all three of you need to go back and listen to it. Maybe. It's not as bad. To, I, I don't want to pass judgment on reinventing the steel because I haven't listened to it in like That's twenty the album years. They got me into Pantera. Yeah, I haven't listened to it in like twenty years. So maybe you know I need to listen to it again and stop it's passing judgment on it. It's not bad. It's just to me, it, it, it just sounded tired. You know, it didn't like it's hard. It's hard. I mean, first you know you got a different type of Pantera. You have you know a fresh Pantera, Cowboys from Hell. You know, right? And then you have literally, it's like you, you have two different cowboys from hell. Then we have to figure out how to reinvent steel because we've been at it for so fucking long. <laughs> Let me ask you all this: In y'all's opinion, is "Vulgar" y'all's favorite album, or um, the next one, "Far Beyond Driven"? I, well, I mean, you're only giving, giving us two uh, two albums to choose well, from. Well, I'm just out of those two because, I mean. Cowboy, you obviously never want to say that somebody's debut album is their best album unless they're one-hit wonders. No, we no. All... Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's two different questions because your favorite may not necessarily be the best one. Okay, so in yeah. your opinion, what's better out of those two albums? Ooh. Just those two. Oh, man. That's tough, dude. I feel like Vulgar just goes the whole way. They don't have anything like... Uh... What is it? Good friends and a bottle of pills or yeah, whatever? Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, if it wasn't, like, that one track, if you, if they would have left that on the fucking editing floor, nothing misses on Far Beyond Driven. Right. Yeah. Yeah. See, that was, like, you could see the difference in music styles, though, once after Far Beyond Driven. Like, even though I liked Southern Trend Kill, I really Man, that, that's Southern that's Trend my Kill. personal favorite, yeah. Like, a lot. I know a lot of people who hate it. A lot of critics hated it because it, it was it's sloppy. A lot, it, a lot of people said it was sloppy, but then you listen to Reinventing the Steel, and you can tell that because didn't Phil record his tracks in Louisiana and the rest of them recorded in Texas? I mean, they weren't even together when I they recorded the for, album. I think that was for Tranquil. Was that for Tranquil? Yeah. Okay. So, but like, you can definitely tell the difference in this in the stuff. So, well, then Phil and Salma was best friends with heroin at the time yeah it's true and you can definitely tell like that it's weird like you know from yeah was it far beyond driven then all of a sudden great southern trend kills like whoa took a mean turn yeah far beyond far beyond driven and will display of power somebody got their heart broke (laughs) you know now obviously if you throw cowboys from hell into the mix that just changes the whole dynamic altogether yeah so that's why I didn't choose Cowboys because I know a lot of people who feel like Cowboys is their best album. 
Well, what about Project of the Jungle? What? Yeah, the like first four glam albums before oh, Cowboys. Yes. Oh, oh, right. So I don't care about those. What do you mean? You said their debut album. So then, how do you feel about Metal they're Magic? They're fine. They're dead. The Metal, Metal Magic. Magic. That was a fantastic. That wasn't bad, actually. What? No, I was, I was saying, yeah, Metal Magic. That was actually fantastic. Yeah, that's, that's actually not a bad album. Dude. <laughs> and that like Phil's like first album with the band. I think so. Metal before, Magic. Before he abused the fuck out of that beautiful voice of his. God damn, if he didn't have a beautiful voice, didn't he? Dude. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, easily I mean, the, the the thing the pitches he could hit on on Cowboys from Hell when he did um what you call it uh, well Cemetery Gates yeah like how low he can hit and then the the pitches he could hit like the, the higher octaves that that's you most guys can't do that that yeah I mean, to me eighty seven he was and what was the album Metal Magic was the first one and that was Donnie Hart. All right, so uh, what was his first Donnie album? Hart or uh, Terry Glaze? And what's the last one? Uh, the last one for that would be uh, Power Metal in 88, and that okay. was Phil. Power Metal. All right. Power so Metal, a, yeah, that's a good one, too. Because I remember listening to a Pantera song that had Phil in it. It was I thought it was called Metal Magic. So I, they might have redid that song with Phil's vocals. There's four whole albums. Right. So yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah, because they didn't. Yeah, there was like at least one album where they didn't have Phil, right? It was a different singer. Like three albums without Phil. Yeah. Right. So, Metal Magic is the one with that ugly ass panther holding the sword. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think so. <laughs> Dude, that shit looks so goofy. Was that their take of Show No Mercy? <laughs> it was like a big house cat. With yeah. A yeah. Like they traced over Tony the Tiger with the yeah 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 <laughs> oh my god dude um but it was like uh, Phil Ensemble was like the ideal singing like vocal voice that I if I if I had to choose I wish I was able to sing like a young Phil Ensemble because right. he could do everything uh, uh you know now like you know he kind of he definitely abused his voice and now he's stuck at a certain range he's still you know good at what he does. Smoking um, doesn't help. No, but I guess like a, a newer version yeah. of Phil and Salmo. Uh, I hate to I hate to say it, but like I kind of think about it because and, and I, I'm not even a big. I mean, I'm, I was a big fan of his early work. Was Corey Taylor? He, he yeah. Like, as a as a vocalist, he's a bad motherfucker, man. If you look, if you listen to his range and what he's able to do, Corey Taylor is he's 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 legit. The stuff that you know from the older Slipknot when he was still really hitting the guttural stuff, and then yeah, when he went over to when he started doing um, well, Stone Sour, started focusing on Stone Sour, then he actually was hitting his ranges, you know. So I agree with you, but he actually did a lot of training with what's her name, too. The uh, the queen of like death metal vocals, the one that trains all those guys, like the dude from uh, like um, where's her fucking album at? Where's her album? Where, where's her music? What is she singing in? Why is she training these people? She's you a classically to... trained singer, so she teaches people how to to actually preserve preserve, preserve their, voice. their voice. Well, I want to hear her fucking grindcore album. <laughs> Sean yeah. actually let me borrow the freaking DVD. The Zen is screaming. Yeah, the Zen is screaming. Yeah, because that was when he was <laughs> she was training like uh, Randy Blythe, yeah. dude from All the Remains, um, Howard Jones. That's another guy who's got some pipes on him too man it's howard jones from howard Coast jones huh? yeah. 
was about like I was about to ask Kill Switch engage. Yeah, I don't know who he's with now, but he was in Kill Switch. Yeah. Um, and then Corey Taylor, and there's like a few other guys that she helped basically like preserve <clears throat> their voice. The dude from um, even though I, I think they suck now since he stopped growling, but um, um, Avenged Sevenfold. No, he. Well, he can't. Him. He can't do that. He can't do that stuff anymore. Like the wow. growls, like. I forgot he had some sort of like nodes problem and it kind of oh. like screwed his shit up. Isn't that him and the <clears throat> premium dude, right? I always was told the really? Trivium guy had the same issue and that's why he couldn't growl. And that's why when they did the song in Myrtle Beach, they had to get dude from uh, from Machine Head to come out there and growl the whole t- song for him. He, he right. basically he basically sung the song. Yeah, and uh, because he can still hit those vocals, and so, but apparently, I read an article saying that that wasn't the issue that he wanted to go back to that singing style, but the record label wasn't letting him because they wanted him to be the next Metallica. I was about so, to say, any band that went on tour with Metallica, that's when they changed for 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 their career sake, for the better. But like their tone, their their approach, something happens, and they change. Yeah, I mean, they, they get that James Hetfield go from, like, yeah, yeah, that Elvis sound, whatever he's got going on now. Yeah, that it definitely, yeah, I would say so. I sold my seeds. I would say so. The I sold my seeds, I take four. Um, yeah, but, like, it's it's weird, like, I don't know, that definitely, like, their their tone rubs off on the bands, and, like, the the i guess the business mentality it's like they get they they get indoctrinated like listen if you want to if you want to live the way we kind of live if you just want if you want to say hey i only want to play three weekends for for three months out of every year that's it and that's all you're gonna get and we're gonna fly there we're not gonna you know like in our personal jets you know and like all that other crazy shit then this is how you do it that would be cool I don't get yeah I, I I'm fucking all ears. <laughs> you know who else has got actually a pretty good set of pipes on her? Have you heard James Hetfield's daughter sing? No, she can actually sing pretty freaking good, dude. No way. Yep. He she actually did a song with him on stage. I can't remember what song it was. It was probably off of Lulu. No, she's like, <laughs> I think she's like I think she's 14, 14 or fifteen. I was a table <laughs> man. <laughs> And uh, and that was what Lou Reed's last like fucking that was his like death rattle, like basically yeah. Oh, I was fuck. a table. Yeah, god damn. Like what was it? Death Magnetic was good. It had some good ones on there. Yeah, right. It had some like really killer tracks. Uh, what what's their latest album? You know, was it Spit Out the Bone? I don't know about that one, but the the Death Magnetic. Uh, someone burned me a copy of it and I got to listen to it like uh, once or twice and then I let someone borrow it and I never fucking got it back. <laughs> Why do you always say that I borrowed it? Because you did borrow it, motherfucker. I don't remember Dude, borrowing. I bet it's still in a CD book. I bet he I'm still tears that CD book it. with him in the truck. Yeah, it's sitting right next to Shoes freaking Iron Maiden double CD. Let's I'll be right back. I gotta grab a drink. Trying to talk him into getting an iPod, iPod forever. Dude, oh my god! I'm sticking with CDs. That's what I'm sticking with, man. 
hey, dude. And I did. Yeah, you for did. For a long time. Yeah, you did, you did man. It wasn't until my parents were like, here's iPods. Like, All right. Yeah, they just didn't ask for it. Nope. Just, here's an iPod. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Well, I got Mine it. I actually sat around for a while before I ever used it. Yeah. What's up? I still got mine. Still turns on. Still works. Fez, just don't ever use it. Fez fought that crap, dude. He would not. He would not Digital. conform. Uh-huh. He would not conform, dude. He stuck with the CDs as long as he could. And, yeah. You know, Amazon was giving me all those old CDs, the non-remastered Megadeth CDs. I wish I still had that. I wish I still had mine. I had well, that's what, what like three ninety nine. If that, yeah. I was, I was about to ask Fe- Fez, do you still, Fez, do you still have those? Yeah. I was about, to, man, like you got, you're, you're kind of sitting on like a little gold mine then, man. You, you know, because like the nostalgia thing and people are looking for that shit now, especially CDs. It's yeah. weird. And maybe, isn't it? especially with everything that Dave Olson's got going on. What are right, so what's what is that all about? So I read the whole article. I read the thing that Dave Mustaine posted about him getting kicked out. Yeah. What? Why? So, Dave Mustaine's out of Megadeth. No, Dave Ellison. Ellison's out of Megadeth again. Basis. Oh, okay. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, apparently he was like, there was some girl he was talking to, and I don't, I don't think it was an underage thing or something like that. Oh, Anyways, no. there's like video of him like that she has of him like jerking his dick or something. So he was like sending, uh, you know, jerk videos to her or some shit. <laughs> Oh shit! But she has even come out and said it was like a mutual thing. It wasn't like a. But she's underage, though. I don't think she's on. Like, they tried to make it sound like he was. Oh, uh, like harassing her. Yeah, like harassing her, uh, assaulting, sexually assaulting her. Um, by just sending her jerk videos. Yeah, but it was like a mutual thing. But he's still married, has kids, so there's like this whole. He's got a whole oh. bunch of shit going on. They're just gonna. Say go deal with your shit. Yeah, basically the I you know, the way the little thing said that, that Dave came out with was almost like, you know, we gotta part ways, you know, he's got a lot of crap going on, but there's also stuff we can't tolerate in Megadeth. It's almost like, you know, he did something super bad and I'm like, Well, what the hell did he do? You know, it's like I didn't he's... I didn't think I didn't know what he did, so Yeah. So that means that Dave Mustaine is the only original member still left again. <laughs> and still! <laughs> Dude, you think he does it just for tenure? Like, he doesn't have to have any, like, long-standing band members? Like That's kind of how Black Dahlia Murder is now, isn't it? You're not, you haven't been here long enough? Well, I mean, they wouldn't let Marty Friedman, they wouldn't let Marty, Marty Friedman of all, of all people. Dave Mustaine didn't give Marty Friedman any like, <laughs> well, like any freedom. Like Marty Friedman, like Dave Mustaine didn't give Marty Friedman any ability to write or do anything that he didn't want him to do until like, I think, uh, Countdown to Extinction maybe. Like the solos that I think Marty Friedman, like Marty, he basically had everything structured for for um, for Rust in Peace. It was like. You do this, you do that. This is what you're gonna do. So Marty Freeman would just come in, lay solo tracks, and then leave. Like Dave had every like he wouldn't allow. He didn't trust anybody to write stuff at all. He wouldn't allow people to write stuff. All the stuff on there, most of the stuff on there was his stuff that he wrote. That's just the way he is. Well, 
guess you can say that you pretty much wrote all the albums and made all the music. Yeah, but I mean, yours. I think, but I mean, the, the crappy thing is, is that you, you have a talent like Marty Friedman, and if you if you watch like the Megadeth thing, that they needed like a VH1 behind the music. And they were interviewing everybody, and Marty Friedman's like last straw was when they were supposed to play Budokan, and like to him, Budokan is like, it's like, you know, Madison Square Garden. It's like the huge, the biggest because he's I think he lives in Japan still, and mm-hmm. you know he's really big into that culture. So playing Budokan to him was like his apex, right. and they didn't get to play it. Something happened. I think this is when Dave like messed up his hand or might have might have went into rehab again or something happened and marty said that was my final that was it i could he's like i he's like once that didn't happen he's like i was done mm. so and then it sucked though because when they tried to bring back marty freeman and nick menza when dave ellison came back into the band right. they brought they wanted to re have a reunion for the whole entire from that out al- those albums like the best everybody says it's the best when they were together that during that time and that's when Nick Menza came in and couldn't lay his drum tracks down. Uh, you could tell was you know high half the time he was in there, and then he I think he committed what, committed suicide or he overdosed not too long after that. Mm. So I mean, and then so Marty Friedman said if Nick and then once he died, he's like I don't want to be a part of it if the rest of the guys aren't going to be there. So and then so Marty never came back. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I haven't honestly. I haven't listened to a Megadeth album. What's the one? What's the album they did where they actually did the song where it was about Lord of the Rings? Guy basically on stage. Who? Nick Mizzen? Yeah. Oh wow. Damn. This day we fight or something like that. Oh really? Yeah, that was. I can't remember the name of the album, but that's the song that I remember from that album. That's the last Megadeth album I actually listened to. Man, yeah, there. That, that was the thing is like I, I went through like, like I know I went through a heavy Megadeth, you know, phase. I listened to, I listened to, I mean, definitely because of Tony Hawk and Hangar 18 for sure. But then seeing them live is what really you know like inspired me to go dig through all their shit. You know, did they play the Plex? What? Yeah, they played the Plex. Okay, I, I'm a little sure if I was imagining that. I was like, I know I saw them at the House of Blues, but yeah, yeah they're at. Okay. Yeah that 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 show was not. It was good, but it was it was also not good. Yeah, I mean, for like just to be up that to be that close up that close to Megadeth was cool, but sound wise was shit. Yeah. Like, uh, that first band that had the dude. It looked like a hardcore guy. It was like three inches of blood. Yeah. That three was inch, not three inches of blood. I thought it was three inches of blood. Was it? Yeah, I think so. And then there was that other guy, that other band that had all the bald guys. Yeah. Really? What was their <laughs> name? I don't remember. I just remember that damn, I just remember it was really hot in the venue. Like, yeah. really hot. And you could still smoke. Yeah, you could still smoke. And yeah. and I just remember <laughs> that Dave did not seem like he was really into the show, and all they played was their new shit. I remember them playing mostly new shit, and they had like a few like older songs they kind of sprinkled in there. It wasn't like when we went to Myrtle Beach, and they played like two or three songs of the new stuff, and then Dave straight up says, "All right, enough of that shit," and he's like, "Yeah, like when they when they were the Plex, United Abominations just come out. Yeah, like they had to. Yeah, I get that." 
Oh, that's that. That was that tour. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I I get that, but it was just you know. Me and Ryan drinking Ed Williams in the parking lot. Oh God. Oh man. That was uh, it. Was fun. I mean, don't get me wrong. I had more fun at the House of Blue show. Like, yeah. I, the one that me, you, and Balk went to. Yeah. We, was, we, when we tried to throw Balk up for the crowd surf. Yeah, yeah, no. Nobody caught him. Except for Graham. <laughs> what show was that? That, that was, was with Suicide Silence. No, that was Motorhead. Motorhead? Or not Motorhead. Um, I was about to say, Balk went and saw Motorhead? I was like, fuck uh, yeah. Uh, suicide <laughs> Silence, Machine Head. Machine, Machine head. head. That's when I was throwing up in the air. And then, oh, we, he was just asking who all was there. Oh, no, no, no. I meant Machine Head was when I was throwing up in the air. No, oh. I, I was one. It was Suicide Silence, Machine Head, and who else? Mega Death. Oh, okay. But, like, dude, again, I wasn't a Suicide Silence fan until I saw them live. R.I.P. to Mitch Lucker and that fucking bass player. Dude, man, the meanest, like, windmill I've ever seen live. Like, he was mopping the floor. It was like Campbell Corpse just like... You know the one band I wish I could have saw, though? I really wish I could have seen? Carcass. I really wish I could have seen Carcass. Like Ooh, they still play shows, man. Yeah, UK. No, ah, okay. Do they? No, no, no. So I was thinking about this question: Living or Dead? You have three bands. What? And it was like your one night show. Who would it be? I know it's hard. I know it's hard. How many? Three bands. bands. Three. three. Opening. Any middle, genre. Any genre doesn't matter. Opening, oh, middle, closer. Damn. Off the rip, just because I've been listening to a lot of them, my opening act would be the Ramones. Right, right off the so fucking. Let's, let's do. Let's let's surprise everybody. So Sean, we'll do opening act, middle, closer. It is. So Sean says Ramones. This is mine personally. It's, yeah, like we're not do. We cannot. There's no way we could ever do a collective three. No way. Yeah, no. We all have no different taste. I mean, we all listen to a lot of the same music. We have different tastes of like our final three. Yeah, I wouldn't even have Megadeth in that list. Me neither, because I've seen them enough. Yeah. See, that's the thing is like I w- as much as like I love like and I, it's it's hard to say because like it's not like I listen to every single fucking album, but I love Motorhead. But I already got to see him. I love the Misfits. I already got to see him. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, uh, I love Soundgarden. Uh, you know, R.I.P. Chris Cornell. You know, and R.I.P. Got, uh, got to see him. You know what I'm saying? Like. You don't like Soundgarden? Not that much. You don't like Alice in Chains. We're not talking about Alice in Chains. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, but uh, like aside from Spoonman, I promise you, Soundgarden does not have. They they might like have like hit or miss tracks, maybe like personal preferences. But when it comes to collective albums, they don't have a bad album, in my opinion. Hey, Spoonman. I don't know Rusty why. Cage, Black Hole Sun. Call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why everyone hates on Spoonman so much, dude. It's a terrible fucking song, dude. Spoonman! <laughs> <laughs> You're only a fan of that because of that fucking music video game. But on the damn te- If you don't get the... Like, I understand if you if you heard of... Uh, I understand if Rusty Cage has been, like, blown out of your freaking ear holes because of 98X. But if you don't get the chills when that fucking breakdown hits with the bass... 
and like dun, bah, dun, 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 like fuck you man <laughs> like that shit <laughs> i agree oh my god dude that 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 breakdown is badass i'm not gonna lie dude i'm getting chill like my dick's a little hard just thinking about it <laughs> anyway so i can think of one yeah I, yeah, I can definitely think of one. Only be and, and it's technically a super group, and they only did one album. Wu Tang. No. Damn Yankees. No. Huh? Damn Yankee. No. Temple the Dog. Okay. Okay. I was gonna say what, like the Million Dollar Band. They only they only had one album, but I mean that would I think that would be a good opener. I don't mind feeling real. So the song about the thongs? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going home, bro. I know for mine, I would have to put uh, Rancid in there. Ooh, I mean, I yeah. To. That's fair. That was, dude, that's the one thing. I. It sucks that, it, like, it wasn't in Seattle, but I wish, if I would have known after the fact because we bought our tickets yeah yeah and then i would have said let's go to let's go to cali i will see them oh dude yeah for sure it's gonna like punk rock bowling or something it's gonna fucking happen what about rush no you're on your own dude no this i'm just throwing just yeah. throwing band names out there now you want like, to we're, we're trying go for it we're trying to come up with our our own lineup so if this is yours. This is going to be your own personal content. Hey, I got you. I got you. Got you. You don't have to ask Damn for it. approval if you want to uh, see no. Rush. No, I'm not asking for your approval. I'm just saying one. Yeah. If if you want to put Rush in like a top ten, where would you put them? Mine. Ooh, so sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're not a Rush fan. No. Rush is not going in the top ten of me for anything. I, I appreciate them as musicians, but like I'm not. I, I don't even remember the last time I jammed to a Rush Dog album. Sucks. <laughs> it's boring. I feel like I should be playing D and D. All right, I take that back. They're in the top ten of bands I wouldn't choose to listen to. It's not that bad. No, they're not. <laughs> now, I, I do like some Rush songs. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. You know. So this is this is a tough one for me. From my middle three again, like my my three my, my three bands are gonna change all the time. But so far right now, where I'm at in life, it's the Ramones opening. Now for the second band, I have three bands that I'm battling with. It'd either be the Clash, No Doubt, or Original Sublime. All right, so you just named off one of mine. The Clash. Yeah. So the Clash and the Animals. Ooh, nice. No. And I don't know who my third is, but it's probably leaning towards. You might be able to guess it. Sublime. No, no, no. the Doors. I think the Doors oh, the... would probably be three. I think that would yeah. probably be my three. Yeah. Can I ask you yes. Yeah. You, know, you say the Clash. I mean, your statement is your statement. Now I'm probably going to say this wrong. Or would you rather see Joe Strummer and the Mescalones? Mescaleros. <laughs> Mescaleros. But. I... Uh, yeah. At least I went ahead and put the disclaimer. That I was gonna yeah. say it wrong. So I couldn't no, remember it. No, that's well, a good one, Doc. That's I a good one. I would say the Clash because, with like, with the Mescaleros, ah, uh, what's that one album like? Street music or something? <clears throat> mm-hmm. I mean, well, that's 
There's, there's like a couple, but there's like one that I really like. Yeah. Danny, I'm surprised you haven't said Dio. <laughs> Why the fuck would I want to see Dio? Why the fuck would you want to see Rush? I didn't say I want to see Rush. I was just, never mind. Hey, I'm not even mockingly saying cool. I'm surprised. I actually, if it's like, if, if I actually happened to like go to a show and fucking Dio was playing, I mean, I wouldn't be mad at it, you know? I mean, that, like it's never, that's never going to happen. You know, more times than not, if I put on like some kind of shuffled Pandora station or something, and yeah. Dio comes on, you, you skipping? I skip it, dude. You know what? <laughs> Fuck it, because this is what I'm listening to all the fucking time. I might as well just go ahead and see these three. Fez can probably guess it. Limp Biscuit. Misfits. <laughs> and Rancid, obviously. Pretty close. All right, so opening act, I'm going to go with Limp Biscuit. Second act, I'm going to go with Wu-Tang. And then for the nice. third act, I'm going to close it with Rancid. Ooh, nice. Weird-ass freaking combo, but I mean, not bad. I, will, that, I, will, that, I like, That's in my fucking main four, main five things. I, I would go to that show. show. Fuck it. I would, watch, I would watch that, too. Fuck I yeah, would I'd go to that show. <laughs> it reminds me of when they did the first like Coachella, when Rage first came back. And it was Rage and Snoop Dogg. Like that's yeah. it was like the major made headliners for like every show was Rage and Snoop Dogg. Dude, I kind of want to flip flop it, but I feel like that's another band better opener than Snoop. That's a, that's another band out. You know, not Snoop Blue. We might have a possibility of seeing within our lifetime as Rage Against the Machine, but I wish I would have. I, I could have saw them in their prime because that that track Freedom. You know, yeah. Oh yeah. Your anger is a gift. Yeah. Freedom. You're not, a huge, you're, not, you're not a huge rage guy, are you? I used to be, man. I'm out. I'm out on rage. Um, you know, I, I can't. I really, I thought about, I was battling putting rage in there. I, I just, I can't pull the trigger on rage. I just can't. Because Same here, because to me, they're still a possible band. We might, like, yeah. if you really wanted to go see them and they came and they came around, you, you might have the opportunity. See, Ooh, what about Beastie Boys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Damn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you only give us fucking three, Sean. Yeah, why, why do we only need three? I don't know. Because to me, I enjoy uh, like an old. get three wishes. I like I like that number, and I and I like a good old fashioned show like that. You got to open opener, middle, and close. But see, like, I wanna. I gotta swap somebody. <laughs> to do it by sound so i kind of want to put let biscuit in the middle but i don't think wu-tang deserves the disrespect of being the opening act Just not saying that have rancid open yeah no that's a closing act what saying no 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 well, i mean this is his show yeah, yeah. he's put that's what on. happened to uh yeah. that's what happened to rise against i think with uh with rancid i think at the house of blues um, well, that was bad religion. It might have been bad religion. It's, it's somebody like everybody showed up to go see Rancid. Then once I think either Rise Against or whoever was the headlining act, they like the crowd left. I don't know, but I think. <laughs> so, I'm gonna name off some bands only because there's absolutely no chance that anybody can ever see these bands ever. Mm. And I'm battling with these three. Beethoven. So the Beatles. For sure. You know, so that's a big one. The Doors. Yeah. You know, another big one. And then Pantera. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, that for sure that can't happen anymore. Even if they wanted to do like some weird reunion, that that done yeah. so. There's no way. So it's just Rex and Phil. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, but those but those three, you know, I don't know. Obviously, I mean, and Bob Marley, man, like I like yeah. the obvious. Yeah, Bob Marley. Um, I probably honestly, if I had to choose with those guys, I would probably the Beatles are going to be the closer. I would think. You know, yeah. I mean, you can't disrespect the Beatles and then not be the closer. I would. <laughs> but I mean, here's, here's another one to throw at you. Zep. Um, They'd be playing outdoors acoustic. Kind of like how the poorhouse does before the real show starts. Here's another opener. <laughs> Would you throw this guy as an opener? Robert Johnson. Yeah, damn. Yeah. 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 That's I mean, a guy I would love to. I would have loved to have seen play. Give me Led Zeppelin instead. I was about to say, like, come on, man. I mean, Led Zeppelin <laughs> didn't create a genre of music. Robert Johnson did. Oh, oh hold okay, on. So apparently, you didn't understand the joke there. Oh well, I'm, I'm not making like a. <laughs> Thing on that, I'm just saying that. Well, everyone in my said, mind, everyone said they the Zeppelin just took what all the blues guys did. Oh, just true, you know. true, very true. I was like, or or another obvious one would be Jimi Hendrix. I mean, you, it's like yeah. just a more modern, faster version of Robert Johnson. Yeah, you know, but like, uh, but you you drip some acid on that motherfucker too, <laughs> you know. That's Domino. Domino's. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so was he wearing was he wearing like a fucking like pe- like a Domino's pizza outfit? Is he still alive? I don't no. Hey, I would. One of those guys, Chubby Checker, is he he's still alive? I Chubby Checker, my favorite. I I would go, man. I would also put like another one is Marvin Gaye. I would go see that dude live, man. How about Mike? Me, Mike, Mike, Michael Jackson, Balky Birdman, Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Mm, I mean, I I would see I would go see Queen before I see Michael Jackson. Pink Floyd. I'd rather see Mike Mangini. <laughs> I would, and that's not that's not a diss on Queen. I would I, actually I would love to go see Queen. Like if they were to close my my show, like yeah, the my fantasy show, I wouldn't be mad at that either. Queen Pink to Floyd. close. That'd be Pink Floyd. That'd be dope too. Yeah. Uh, I've already smoked enough pot for that. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. And watched yeah. it on Triple C's. I'm good. Ah, damn, dude. <laughs> what? You, the uh, Pink Floyd, The Wall. Uh, uh, you want to spend some money at the pharmacy and you want to watch a movie, Pink Floyd, The Wall. Yeah. He's like, you're not going to get your pudding if you don't eat your meat. All right, so I guess my three... My three would probably be um, Pantera, uh, The Doors, and then The Beatles would probably be my three. Nice. Okay. You, know, you say The Beatles, but I know what you really mean. You mean The Monkees, dude. <laughs> I forgot about them. would be on the second stage headlining. Hey, hey, with the monkeys. I'm surprised Balk didn't uh, include, was it the Million Dollar Band? The Million Dollar Band? Yeah, wasn't like Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson. Was it Bob Seger? 
Uh, Bob Seger doesn't sound like a million dollars to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey. No, who is it? <laughs> hey. Who? It was Willie. No, oh, no, no. It might have been. Bob Seger, dude. Nice yeah, watch. Are you kidding me? <laughs> hey, I'm not saying that Bob Seger's a bad guy and his night moves are good, but he's just not a million dollar bang kind of guy. Who's the guy I... he drinks alone? Who's that guy? George Thorogood. Yeah. That's... Jo- oh. Thorogood? Oh, that's Thorogood. Thorogood, yeah. fucking laying down a fucking hammer over here. Drink out of the freaking like the horn cup. What oh, you got wow. from him? <laughs> the modern Viking. The modern Viking. Oh my right. god! This guy. Hey, we saw it. We saw this dude. Do you remember at the Cannibal Corpse show? There was the dude in like the fake body armor shit. Yeah. That guy. He used to. Uh, I don't know how they met or whatever. He started hanging out with Clint at one point. He used to drink uh, from a fake horn. <laughs> And they would scream, Odin! Odin. Man. So go ahead. Go ahead, pronounce it. <laughs> Majolder. Majolder? All right, then. Oh, is it Majorn? You're talking about Majorn? Yeah, Majorn's yeah, mask. How do you say it? Majorn? Yeah, Majorn. Yeah, Majorn. <laughs> We're yeah, all guessing. I drink Malorn <laughs> with Majorn. Majorn, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Dude, I just remember the first time I met that kid. Man, he was like wearing like used to see him walking down Main Street all the time in like a black trench coat. At, like mm. when it's like ninety five degrees outside, I'm like, it was he was a weird kid, dude. He was a weird dude. I mean, yeah, even for Clint standards, that was a weird dude. Hey, <laughs> hey, Clint used to hang out with some characters. Dude. <laughs> yeah, he did. He still does, probably. On occasion. No, man. Clint's the family man now, man. Those are the types that end up with what's-his-face, that satanic North Carolina dude. What? What? The Pazuzu guy? Pazuzu guy. What what about him? (laughs) That's, like, you're talking about, like, the people that hang out with Clint? Those are the types that end up with Pazuzu. Who is the dude? Uh, Yeah. Who is that? Those guys... All those guys would definitely hang out with Pazuzu. Who's Pazuzu? Hey, you gotta watch the Vice, Viceland documentary on Pazuzu. It's on YouTube. Right, yeah, just watch it. Okay, uh, it's and a little late in the show. You only watch stuff on YouTube, so this is right up your alley. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, I'm I'm sorry for the listeners. It's a little late in the podcast to talk about Pazuzu, but like this guy, like the whole story is freaking nuts. Fez, you know, he he got he's the one that got me into it. It's yeah. it's a crazy one. YouTube Viceland. Pazuzu. How the hell do you even spell that? P-A-Zuzu? 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like the, exactly how it's spelled. More sound. Just put a puh in front of it and see what you get. All right. Sound it out, man. Sound, use your fucking... Ask Siri. Siri. Cognitive skill. How do you spell Pazuzu? She's going to say, or, you're a fucking dumbass. Where did Satan worshiper in North Carolina? <laughs> and, like, I'm sure yeah. that he'll be the first thing that comes up. It was in, like, uh, Winston-Salem. Hmm. Yeah. Dude, I came across, again, sorry for bringing up this a, a weird story called the Kandahar Giant. Odd thing. It's an odd story. Kandahar Giant. Yeah, it's about how this, like, uh, this army platoon was, like, doing, like, a run through the Kandahar Mountains, and they encountered, well, they went missing, so they sent these army rangers to go find them. And, and from there, they came across what they believed was this giant. It was like a 12-foot figure, had six fingers, six toes on each hand and foot. It had like a giant red beard. It was almost like described kind of like uh, David and Goliath style. He like, wasn't an iron giant? No, they called it um, they, they called it like an, uh, an Anakim or some shit like that. They called Anastapulo? it an Anakim. Anastapulo. Anastapulo. No, like Anakim. Uh, yeah, yeah, Nestapul. It was like some. <laughs> it took a second. You got it though. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's it's a weird story. Now, do I believe in this shit? No, but it's a fun, spooky story. Some like former Navy SEAL. He tells it's called. His name's Mister Ballin on YouTube. Check it out. Really fun. Sh- uh, really fun. I guess horror story. If you're into that you shit, Mister Ballin. I thought you said Mister Bolo. Ballin. B A L L E. Yeah, that's balling. Remember, I told you about the dude, the Japanese guy who was like they—he was like radiated or whatever. Yeah, and uh, they kept him alive doing experiments on him for like ninety days. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mister Ballin does that thing. He talks. Yeah, about so, it. yeah, that guy. Yeah, so he's a for, hes a former Navy SEAL. He's oh, okay. a, yeah, he's a former Navy SEAL, but he's really popular telling these type of those type of stories. So yeah, check that shit out. It's this is an interesting one. Anyway, guys. Hey Danny. Fuck you and your bald head. Yeah, fuck you, Danny. Fuck you and Prog Rock, Danny. She love you, yeah, yeah, yeah.